That song, I'm sorry, the whole worship thing, I've just been weeping throughout all of worship. And I really think it's because what he's laid in my heart to share with you today um, is on his heart. So, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the word. In Christ alone, the weak made strong. By what? The Savior's love, right? I'm in awe of our Savior who would leave his throne in heaven and come down here on earth for the sake of love for each one of us. Think about that. He, le- he leaves heaven and he comes down to earth to be with us, to walk as a man, fully man. And to, not only that, but to show us what God looks like inside of a man, to model for us, for you and me, what our lives ought to look like with God in us. That just blows my mind, and I think it's awesome. He showed us how to live as a son and a daughter. And Second Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things passed away, and behold, new things have come. Ephesians 2.10 tells us that we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. And 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10 says, but, and I'm going to change the word just a little bit because I want to include all myself in this, all of us together. But we are a chosen race. Say a chosen race. We are a royal priesthood. We are a We are a holy nation. We are a people for God's own possession. And I'll finish reading for you. So that we may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. For we once were not a people, but now we are the people of God. We had not received mercy, but now we have received mercy. Amen? And in 1 John 3, 1 and 2, the word says, See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us, that we would be called children of God, and such are we. For this reason, the world does not know us, because it does not know him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him, because we will see him just as he is. Amen? See, understanding our identity in Christ is a huge thing. It's an essential thing, essential for living as children of God. And it requires a renewed and transform mind and life. Right? Right? Okay. 
and how we perceive ourselves. is a big deal. How we define ourselves is a big deal. If we perceive ourselves wrong, we'll live wrong. Because what you're believing is a lie and it's not true. But if you think and if you sorry, if you think yourself and look at yourself as a no good bum Right? You're probably going to live like a no good bum, right? But you got to ask yourself who told you that. See, if you see yourself as a child of God who is spiritually alive in Christ, your life will reflect that belief. And if we remember that we are His image bearers here on earth, we will think differently. We will speak differently. We will see things differently. We will behave differently. Neil Anderson spoke this. He said, next to a knowledge of God, a knowledge of who you are is by far the the most important truth you can possess. As believers, we are not trying to become saints. We are saints who are becoming like Christ. Let's say that together. We are saints who are becoming like Christ. Sorry. See, Jesus is the truth, and his word says Jesus has set us free, right? He came down from heaven, walked on this earth, nailed on the cross, took upon all our sins, all our iniquity. He set us free. He has shown us who we are as sons and daughters. He has shown us what we are, royalty, heirs to the kingdom, to the kingdom. And he has shown us the purpose of our lives, which I think gets skewed. The purpose of our lives is to bring glory to him, bring glory to the father, right? Sometimes we get caught up and think about it's think about it's about us. It is about us becoming image bearers and Christ-like so that we can bring glory to him. We have to always remember that. John 1 verse 11 through 13 speaks of who we are. He came to his own and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he, became, he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believed in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Romans eight sixteen and 17 speaks of what we are. Says the Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him, so that we may also be glorified with Him. And 1 Peter 4 10 speaks about our purpose in life. 
Whoever speaks is to do so as one speaking with the utterances of God. Whoever serves is to do so as one serving by the strength with which God supplies. Boy, do I know that. So that all in all things, say all things, God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom all belongs the glory and dominion forever and ever. See, his truth also says in John eight thirty one. If you continue in my word, then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth, say the truth, the truth will make you free. So let's look at the truth of who who we are, what we are, and our purpose, so that we can discern the lies that we believe, and that keep us from our lives being transformed. Amen? I've... Everybody should have received, when you walked in, a list. And I just want you to have that in your hand. It says, who am I? It's a list of truths. And everything on this list is a truth from God's word. So as you're reading it, if you're thoughts about who you are don't line up with the truth of what's on that list. And those are just some, there's more, but I just gave you some. If your thoughts and your identity do not line up with what's on that list, you're believing a lie. See, these scriptures reflect our identity. And when we're born again, when we confess Christ as our Lord, we're gar- these, these words, these truths are guaranteed to us simply because of the redemption of Christ for our lives. Just as we're born again, so too must our minds and our way of thinking also be born again or changed transformed our old life died right our new life is resurrected our old ways also died when we say our old life has died that means our thoughts our ways of doing things our old habits all those things that we believed died too and we have to participate in the process of this transformation it's not a fairy tale it's not magic. It's not bewitched, you know, and I think all of you know that. It takes active participation with Holy Spirit to transform your mind and your lives so that we can become the fullness of the image bearers here on earth of Christ. Amen? So our old way of thinking has has died too, but a lot of times it really hasn't. And so I want to bring that to your awareness today, and I want you to start thinking about the thoughts that are in your head. And I know Pat has done a beautiful job of, of talking about transforming our minds. But nothing happens until you actually start to do it, until you actually start 
thinking about what I'm thinking about. Like, whoa, where did that come from? That's not who I am. I don't, who told me that? Who said I'm this? Who said I'm that? If the word of God says something different about who I am, that is true. That's truth. Everything else is a lie. So our belief systems sometimes have to be exposed, broken down, replaced with the truth. And then we walk in the fullness of that freedom. And it's amazing. It's amazing. See, we'll perceive ourselves wrong. And then you'll live wrong because you're believing a lie. And that's your old identity. The transformation is a process, and it's an ongoing process. And it doesn't just happen overnight because you got saved or you gave yourself to the Lord. This is a lifetime process of transformation. And, guys, we owe it. Our debt has been paid, but we owe it to the one that died on the cross for us, who left his throne because of his love was so deep for each one of us. This is what breaks me. We have to take it seriously, and we have to understand the price that was paid. And we have to be willing to lie down ourselves and our plans and our purposes and our this and our that and on and on and on for his plan, for his purpose. Because his ways are far better than our ways. His plan for us is far better than our plan for us. But you will never know it until you start believing it and walking it out. When our basic belief system about God and ourself is shaky, our day-to-day behavior is going to be shaky too. And if we're to be a reflection of Christ here on earth, we really have to purpose ourselves, make that commitment like Jesus made the commitment when he came down from the throne and made a commitment to the Lord to redeem, to fulfill the plan of redemption that was put into play. He committed himself. And that's the same commitment we have when we call him Lord. We're committing our lives to do the same. We're making that commitment and saying, Lord, We will commit. We will lay down our plans so that you can resurrect your plan within us, which is far better than anything we could ever ask or imagine. When our belief system is established in truth and our relationship with God is based on truth, we'll have very little trouble walking out our daily lives as image bearers, and people will want to know. What is it about you? Why are you different? Why do you always have hope? Why are you happy? Romans 12, 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. So let's look at the list. Let's look at some of these.
All of these speak to who we are and what we are and our purpose here on earth. And we're to reflect back to the Father, the perfect image of Christ. See, he sees us as as perfect, and positionally we are perfect, but we're in this process of being perfected. Do you understand that? Okay. So as you're reading these, this list, these are good to read out loud so you can hear yourself say it and declare it over your life. This is who you are. And anything contrary to that is a lie. And if you're believing a lie, you need to repent from that lie. Just simply say, Lord, I've been believing a lie, and I repent of that. The truth is, I am the salt of the earth. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me to know this, to walk in this, to believe in this truth, so that I can walk in the fullness of the freedom of my identity and the freedom that Jesus paid for me to have. Our lives, like I said, are to bring glory to the Father. And by transforming our minds, our lives, and believing who he says we are, we will become who he says we are, right? We don't serve God to gain acceptance. We are accepted. Say, I don't serve God to be accepted. I am accepted. And so we follow him. And we don't follow God to be loved. We are loved. So we follow him. Right? So to live as a victorious son or daughter, we have to believe what is already true about us. We have to believe what is already true about us. See, I know this because I'm living this been a real struggle for a couple of years with just trans just thoughts see because when the enemy knows what your weaknesses are or your insecurities or your fears he goes after those but none of this will happen unless we participate, unless we activate these truths in our lives. You understand? Amen? Sometimes it's every day, every hour, every minute. But that's okay because that is going to be for the rest of our lives. And every day, every hour, every minute, transformation. We should want that. I want to be transformed more and more into the likeness of Christ. Because see, as we understand that I am the light of the world, I am a child of God, I am part of the true vine, I'm a a channel of Christ's life, I am chosen and appointed by Christ to bear his fruit, I'm a daughter of God, I'm united to the Lord and am one with him. 
I'm a new creation. I am reconciled to God. I'm a minister of reconciliation. As I read these, as I know these, not in my head, but in my spirit, these, this is who I am. That, then when I look at you, then I went, when I have contact with you, I realize she's those things too. Which compels me to treat you differently. Which empowers me to love my neighbor as I love myself. Jesus became a man on earth to show us what man looks like with God inside him, modeling for us how our lives are to be as sons and daughters of God. As you read through this, I want you to ask yourself, is there anything on this list, any one of these right now, that I don't believe, that I don't really see myself as. And let me tell you this, if you wait till you feel like doing this, you'll never do it. Because our feelings lead us to no, you'll never feel like it. But if you commit yourself like Jesus committed himself to you, You'll start to read these and read them out loud. I am righteous and holy. I am chosen of God, holy and dearly beloved. See, these are more truth than what, than anything that you may have been believing up to this point. I'm a child of God, and I will resemble Christ when he returns. His word says so. So that's who I am. This is who you are. And we have to activate it in our lives. We have to make the commitment. We have to make the commitment. Because when we make the commitment to believe who we are, then it makes that second commandment a lot easier to do. To love my neighbor neighbor as myself. To love one another. Because then we'll have the grace to see, oh, instead of losing our temper with somebody because something they did or whatever, we'll have the grace to say, oh, they're not there yet. God, help them to understand who they are that they don't that's not even their character their character their their character is the fruit of the spirit love peace patience joy gentleness kindness as we start to believe these things these truths of who he says we are 
and expose the lies that we believe. We renounce those lies and replace it with the truth. And our identity gets solidified. It's discipline. It's commitment. But it's necessary. It's necessary. Amen? So Isaac, if you want to come up for a minute, I want you just to take a minute to read through these. If there's any one of these that you don't see yourself fully as, I want you to take some time up here and simply just repent to the Lord. And repent as, God, I've been believing a lie. I had no idea. I've been believing a lie. Help me to walk in this new identity that you have placed on me. Go ahead and bring the lights down. God, right now, I just bind any shame or any fear of man and what people think. God, and I just release freedom in this house. For these sons and daughters, Lord, to walk in the fullness of their identity. That today would be a fresh start. That mindsets would be changed. That minds would be transformed. That lies would be exposed. And truths would be revealed and replaced. Replaced. Replace those lies. And that your children would be empowered to walk in the fullness of their identity. Jesus, I thank you for the commitment and the declaration of love that you poured out upon all humanity. And as sons and daughters, as those who confess you as our Lord, we make that commitment to you today to walk in the fullness of our identity as heirs to the kingdom as sons and daughters. God, that our lives would be a reflection of Christ here on earth and that we would reflect you and bring glory and honor to your name so that all who walk in darkness will see a bright light, a great light, that emanates from within us. I thank you, Father, for the privilege to be called.